Hey y'all doing folks? This is uh, Chris here with uh, Sticky's Cabana and this is going to be season one episode one of basically uh, the cabana. Um, we're gonna talk, uh, we're gonna have guests throughout the uh, season, uh, musicians that have performed there, um, you know, see what their ins and outs are of the cabana. Uh, we're gonna see uh, what they liked, what they didn't like, give us some ideas. I mean, why not? So today, uh, you happen to have all four owners of the cabana here, and this is the way we're going to kind of kick things off this year. We're going to go through, we even have Lucas here, and he's behind the camera, so you're not going to really see him. You're going to hear him once or twice, I'm sure, but that's going to be about it. Um, but he's going to be behind the cameras here on us today. So to get things started, I'm just going to go to my left here and have uh, this gentleman over here introduce himself, and we're just going to go on around the, the room. And I am Chris as well. Uh, I came across the cabana on, uh, oh, what was that? Mid Missouri Bands yep. on Facebook. And the cabana had advertised a gig. And I texted Chris and inquired a little bit more. And we went out and attended a benefit that they were throwing. And from that, my band uh, came out and did a gig. Yeah, yeah. And about three quarters of the way through the season, these fine gentlemen asked if I wouldn't mind joining the ownership group. And yeah, there you are. After a bit of conferring with my other half, we consented and joined up, and here I am. Yeah, and you want to tell everybody what you do here at Commander? <laughs> oh goodness, what don't I do? <laughs> Uh, let's see, sound, along with Lucas and Jared, and lighting, security, gate work, uh, trying to bring some more talent out to the venue, uh, and as I said, my band, we perform out there. Let's see, we'll be, I'll be part of the deconstruction and construction crew as we improve over the off-season. What else have I done? Haven't worked behind the bar yet. 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 Yeah. I've sat in front of it enough times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that sounds pretty good yeah. there. Mm -hmm. Next in line. <laughs> I am Mork. Take me to your leader. No, I'm Jared. You guys know me. I was on uh, the season one of the Stixie Record Label podcast, and now we're on uh, season one of the Cabana podcast. I mean, I know we've all got kind of our set roles picked out, but I really think we all kind of fall into to Topher's spot with uh, what don't we do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, so I'm I'm sound sound stage and security, um, unless my brother-in-law messes up and then it's shoot shovel and shut up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I just like to try and keep things light. I like to try and uh, help out with the security end of things. I've definitely helped out behind the bar uh, quite a bit and built the bar with uh, my other half. And uh, yeah, well, I'm just having a blast keeping things rolling and helping the community and, and seeing how much help it's done for the bands that I'm affiliated with and keeping on trucking, you know? Absolutely. And then we have Lucas here behind the camera. Yep, I'm basically light camera, sound, editor, <laughs> things of that nature. Technology wizard? Pretty much. 
all of the above. Yeah, not not really. You help out with the bar once in a while. Yep, yeah. here and there. Yeah. Yep, sounds good. And then then you have me. So my name is Sticky. Um, hence the name Sticky's Cabana. Um, we uh, I I take care of the booking. Ninety nine point nine percent of the booking that comes into that to the cabana is done through me. Um, I also, uh, on top of that, the way I ended up with that is I own a record label, as was stated already, you know, with Stixy record label. Do a lot of booking there, too. So, the booking comes in to, on me. Um, I, uh, help with security, you know, security, help with everything, for that matter. Um, as it's been stated several times, I'm the HMIF. Um, you know, HMFIC. There it is, exactly. Um, so, um, you know, a little of everything, jack of all trades, master of none. There we go. That that makes sense on that. Um, I do believe that the booking aspect of it has been challenging at times, but once again, um, it was also fun, rewarding. Um, Never in a million years would I have thought that after um, a season, one season, we'd had 72 shows. It was, that was crazy. 72 shows out at a little hole in the wall spot in the middle of nowhere. And people actually showed up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes better than others, but, you know, sometimes it was more, it was better than other times. But other than that, it was, it was a good time. I think we've had a really good year. I, I definitely agree. Definitely agree. And we're not genre specific. No, no. Every genre, knowing that's out there, we've we did. We've yeah. I mean, there's a few that we haven't done, but that's something I'm going to talk about here coming up and stuff that I want to look into. Um, you know, might as well do it now. Might as well. Um, one thing that I wouldn't mind setting up next year is the uh, divas. I wouldn't mind getting a uh, uh, drag show out there. I'm 100% for a drag show. I don't know any drag queens personally. No. At least at least not people who are no. open about it. No. Um, I mean, I'm sure Topher would look nice in drag, but... Oh <laughs> I've got legs for it. I just have to shave. Yeah. <laughs> I've been in a kilt, so, you know, it's yeah. basically a Scottish-Irish skirt. Hey, there yeah. you go. There we go. Yeah, that, that'd be good. But, yeah, I think that, uh, you know, there's that uh, Divas by Design, and I see them all the time on Facebook. And they've played at, or they come out and they do shows at um, a couple other venues here in town. Well, they used to, well, at one venue in town, it's no longer there, it's been shut down. And another venue has now been allowing it about every, about once every two months or so. I would not mind stepping into that water and allowing them to come out and perform a, a show out at, at the cabana. Um, I think it'd be a good time. I mean, it may replace the cabana Olympics, which this year kind of went, you know. Yeah. Well, the weather yeah. didn't exactly yeah. cooperate. Yeah, that weather that was weekend rough. weekend either. That weather was rough. It was hot. It rained. I, I definitely think if we do have a second annual Cabana Olympics, yeah. then it should probably happen a little bit earlier in the season when we're going to be relying on some consistent heat yeah. and stuff like that. Or either earlier or maybe a little later even. I mean, yeah. where it... Yeah. Get keeps, consistent weather rather than yeah. the all four seasons in one day stuff. That was a rough day that day. Yeah. <laughs> that was, okay, that was unpredictable. If you don't like the weather, wait five minutes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, we did have some hip-hop out there this year, mm -hmm. which, you know, 
was definitely interesting. Went over very well, actually. Went over really well. Um, had a had had a decent setup with all that, and they, the guys were great to work with. And lady, the lady, the one lady yeah. and the guys, you know, they were great to work with. Uh, well, what's your all thoughts on that? I I know I know we've already got I've already got two more hip hop shows booked for next year. I mean, I I'm wholeheartedly down with seeing the hip hop thing and seeing how far it will go with the cabana. Yeah. We definitely got a lot of good feedback off of the last hip hop show, and I I would even dare say, uh, work and Blade and other guys from the last hip hop show that uh, if they're interested in coming back out, hit them up. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I I definitely think that the last hip hop show had a really good turnout. It could have been better, like like you yeah. said earlier. You know, so, some days were better, some days were worse. Yeah. Um, but giving them that opportunity to come back out is also giving them the opportunity for more exposure in a bigger crowd. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Any thoughts on, on the hip-hop at all? Um, I had to leave for practice before that yeah. show. Yeah. Unfortunately, my Saturdays are taken up yeah. with that. But uh, now that was Works. Yeah, Work Jones. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. And he supports us on yeah. his own ventures yeah you've seen well, several so. times how where he'll pop stuff out of that we're I doing mean, and like jared said this is now since the season is completed become a community is a lot of the bands that have been out have definitely extolled their praises upon what we're doing oh yeah uh you know i know the bomb helps spread the word of the cabana yeah uh, I do it one-on-one. -on -one. I do it on my personal page. And, uh, but yeah, that's the more venues or more venues, the more genres we have out at the venue, I think the more the name is going to spread, the bigger the crowds are going to be. And then the more acts are going to want to be out there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. the the idea from that I hold to with the the genre variability and how wide of a of a variation we have between different acts and groups, kind of falls under a lot of what got talked about when all of this came up and and uh, you know we get we we all got hit with with the, with the big C yeah you know yeah. and a lot of doors started getting closed really fast Jeez, and uh, and and we really just wanted to help the community I mean with his record label and helping the the artists on his roster and then through uh, midmo bands and other local groups that just as bad and just as much needed somewhere to play you know we gave yeah. them that platform so yeah and that, that's crazy you know like you to elaborate a little bit on that um i've told the story to several people in the past but the uh the stage was built for my label that's what that stage was completely built for it was never intended for doing what we're doing now seven people on a stage <laughs> seven nine at one point the, the the blue show we had nine people on stage at uh, one time yeah you know it was never intended for anything like that it was intended for a platform for musicians that i had on my label a place to play at say private parties or if they just wanted some stage time they wanted to get up and you know keep you know you know, going through stage time, especially last year with Big C in, in, involved and everything, if they wanted a place to to play, that's what that was designed for. And then 2020 rolled around, and the Big C popped in, and we had 
venues all over the country that were shutting down, and yeah. and so we had artists, musicians, and stuff that were that were contacting me, and I don't even know how many text messages, phone calls, emails, you know, Facebook messages, everything that I had. If I were to guess, it'd be somewhere around the fifty to sixty mark, and of musicians and everybody asking if I knew of a spot that they could play. And so I kind of got in with all you all, and I was like, <laughs> hey, you know, um, this is kind of what's happening. I think I'm wanting to open this up to to uh, allow, especially a lot of our local musicians, a place, a platform to play on. And that, that's where that kind of transpired right there. I mean, it was just, boom, it's like kick a door open. And people just, and you, and you guys saw this, it flooded in. I mean, oh, yeah. I, I was booked until October mm-hmm. in April. Yeah. It was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. And when we'd have a cancellation or something, it'd be filled within two days. Yeah. Somebody sometimes would jump less. right in. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it's a matter of couple, make one text message and boom, it's filled. Yeah. yeah. Or make a phone call, hey, we need you guys, and yeah. there we were. It was <laughs> that easy. And... Uh, it was really crazy, and it was really a humbling experience. I must say that um, it was a very humbling experience to be able to go out there and to give these musicians a place to play and uh, give them a chance to perform in front of crowds. and And some of these local musicians have never got the experience to perform in front of crowds. Right. We've had several small bands out there that had that was their first uh, time performing, and they did good. I mean, we had a couple that weren't the best to work with um but i mean what venue does right you're always going to get a few bad apples yeah now not to interrupt uh-huh. but before we go any further for those that are watching this for the first time and don't know or understand what the cabana is maybe we ought to go through a little of the history the uh, an explanation of, you know, where the cabana's at and why it is we can do what it is that we do. Okay, yeah. So, I would suggest say that the easiest way to put that, our, the cabana's at, physical address is 2001 West Sycamore Hills Road. Um, we are located in Boone County. We're not located in the city of Columbia. Hmm. We are located roughly three and a half miles or so outside the city limits of Columbia. Um, so, especially back in 2020, for instance, and then this year with 2021 even, um, we uh, didn't have to follow city regulations. We were in the we were in the county. We're we're on a private a private road. Um, where the residents of that road are the ones that own said road. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's no, uh, no, no laws except, you know, typical Missouri state laws, but there's no city laws mm-hmm. out there. Um, so yeah, we, that's how, that's how we're able to do what we do out there. Yeah. We, as with anything, you have a neighbor that <laughs> wants to. Uh, not be the greatest in the world, and not to name names, Bob. Um, but, um, but you know, he'll never see this. So, yeah, watch this anyway. You know, Bob's never, never gonna watch anything. But, you know, he did his best 
I, I will say, he gave it the old college heave-ho several times, I must say, uh, to shut us down. And I think it was rather flattering, you know, when the Boone County would show up and, what are y'all doing? You know, oh, we're having a show. Oh, is that right? Yeah, okay. come on back. No, I don't want to scare that. I'll scare everybody to death back here walk back in my uniform. Oh, are we doing something wrong? No, you guys are fine. Carry on. Great, thanks. <laughs> you know, so, you know, you know, we're not doing anything wrong. And no. we're just having a good time. And, you know, it's pretty much about as simple as it can be there. I really think I'm gonna go up and ask him for money. Like, wait, wait till he's like mowing his lawn yeah. while while the show's going on and stuff. Kind of flagging down, getting him to come talk to me and be like, "Hey, you got like ten or twenty dollars? I'm trying to make a beer run." <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll go over well. That'll go over wonderfully. Yeah, there, we'll I'm get to you. see our favorite deputies from Boone County yeah, again. Yeah, I mean. Like, <laughs> We've got a handful of favorites. I'm sure they came say, out. I was going to say, don't they all know us by name yeah. now? It For the most like part. The last one that I walked out and shook his hand in the in the road, you know, he's like, oh, you're sticky. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm so happy they showed up for that one just because Need Bail played. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, well, and what yeah. I love is he runs around on that lawn tractor of his trying to disrupt the shows and whatnot. He can't even hear him. And... You know, not that we have that much power in the system. Even when I bring mine out and double it, is, you know, he couldn't go over the house sound, much less when I bring your setup, the mobile party studio. (laughs) And it's not like we're we're intentionally trying to make him hear. The stage is set up away from him. Mm -hmm. It's focused away from him, and it's facing the crowd. It's facing where the bar is. It's facing where the bonfire pit is for when it when the weather is cooler it's facing all the way down my property line which is still another 400 500 feet long down there so it's way away from him um it's even got sides on the bar to where it's away from him so he's hearing it sure i'm sure he does i'm sure he hears some of the bass i'm sure he hears some of the stuff that goes on but he's not getting the full effects by any means goodness no by any means I think one day we ought to just rotate the stage. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, even even before I found out about the cabana, and for those that are not in the know, the bomb shelter, my band's practice space, is, what are we, about a mile? Not even. Crows flies, I bet you quarter mile. Down and the you're street. Close. And we get pretty loud at practice on Saturday nights, but we are indoors. And when we would come outside for a break or whatnot, and we're hearing this music outside, (laughs) trying to figure out, okay, who is throwing a party this time on the street? It's like every weekend. And then (laughs) I made contact with you, and we show up at the cabana, and it's like, this is where that's coming from. Yeah. (laughs) It all makes sense now. Yeah, it did. The whole (laughs) light went on, and... It's like, I got to be a part of this. Yeah, I know when we had Thursday nights, we had Friday nights, and we had Saturday night shows. You know, and that's something else, too, I want to kind of elaborate on. So this year, I think we're going to change up the scheduling a little bit. Right. We're going to do, I think we're going to do two Thursdays a month. And then every Friday, every Saturday, and one Sunday a month. And we're going to leave the Sunday a month open for singer-songwriters. 
a Sunday afternoon singer-songwriter matinee. Cool. And that, that gives those musicians that are out there that do, uh, you know, their own original music a platform to play on. And, you know, and who knows? That could lead to a show. Yeah. But, you know, let them come out and perform. Make it free admission on Sundays. Free admission to everything. And, and when I say admission, anyway, as everybody knows, we're not charging much. We're five bucks. Five bucks at shows. Right. Sometimes it, ten. That's literally to pay the band with. Yeah, and that's where that money goes. It goes to the band. It doesn't go to us. It goes yeah. to the band. So, yeah. I remember Boone County coming out and asking, like, well, I know you guys are taking money at the gate. And it was like, yeah, to, to pay the band. Yeah. They, go <laughs> they got to pay gas, too. <laughs> the money that's collected at the gate goes to the band completely. I mean, most venues will take 50%, sometimes even more than that. Yeah. Sometimes even more than that. The band may end up with, I mean, especially if you get a show that, say, 20 people only show up to. What's the band going to get? You know, I mean, let them bring their own following and let them bring... From my experience, they'll get about the same amount that they would get anywhere else. <laughs> yeah. Now, being from St. Louis, I don't know how prevalent it is out here in Columbia, but there are venues in St. Louis that are pay-to-play. The band actually pays the venue to perform. Yeah, I've seen them. And in my bands I was in in St. Louis, we never played at an establishment that had that policy. No. But that was a, a thing I was glad to see about the Cabana is that is not the case. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I really feel like the Cabana especially is for the entry-level musician, the entry-level bands, people who are still trying to get off the ground. I understand to an extent how the pay-to-play at a venue stuff works, but it's not profitable until you start hitting 10,000, 15,000 fans yeah. that you know a, a good fraction of those are going to religiously show up to your shows and buy merch. Right, yeah. And, and then it starts being a little bit profitable, but you're still losing money in a lot of ways. And we were, and you know, talking how you're talking entry-level bands, we were actually fortunate enough several times this year to have bands that were not entry-level come out and perform. Yeah. Very fortunate. Very fortunate. We had several out here that were had a fairly large following, and they came out and performed, and that was great. And they would allow entry-level bands to open, or they would allow, entry, you know, not even entry-level bands even, I mean, just bands in general that are willing to open they would they would do it and they had, we had a couple fairly decent shows this year i mean a couple yeah. big shows big ones i i can't wait to see how many of these bigger bands get on this this podcast yeah uh i know i know we were talking before things kicked off podcast wise about uh some of the bands that may or may not be interested but i would love to see chemical mass yeah on a podcast yeah. plus plus with the whole uh having three or four ready and playing some music as well as doing the interviews that that might be a good foot in the door for a lot of people it would it would uh i know we are going to have a lifeline on here later yeah, cool now, lifeline was the last band that performed at the cabana october 22nd of this year um and with both of you all's bands as well, <laughs> that you know, Need Bale and the Bomb, you know, Need Bale and the Bomb performed with Lifeline, you know, which is was a, very, they're they're an extremely underrated band. Oh God, yes. Um, very according much so. to their Facebook followings, 
they should have three, four times that. I don't, I mean, and we, we had a couple this year that, we had a Thursday night show that should have been a Saturday night show. Um, if I'm not mistaken, that was Ruby Lane. Yes. My yes. goodness. Oh, man, we need to have them back. Yeah. Them we guys need to have them on a Saturday. We're unreal. Now, were you there for that? I one? wasn't. Thursday nights yeah, is a work hard, night for That's a hard me, one so, for you. Yeah. And to come all the way in from Mexico. Yeah. Ruby Lane one. was the only Thursday night I saw this year that had in excess of 30 people at the show. Oh, on wow. a Thursday night. On a Thursday. On a Thursday. Most of our Thursday night shows are, you know, set out for... 5 to 15. New new musicians, new new bands. And Ruby Lane doesn't have a huge following on Facebook or any platform for that matter. They should have. They really I should. I mean, they really should have. They're extremely well. And they were nice enough to let us know that they would like to come back next year. Mm-hmm. And that also, if we have benefits of any kind, let them know. They'll come out and perform for them. Another one that was, that's performed for us for... Uh, another band that performed for us for the uh, benefits, especially for the veterans benefit that we had um, for the Fisher House. Mm-hmm. Um, Instrumental Blues Protocol. That's yeah. another extremely underrated band. Absolutely. You know, extremely underrated, you know, and we've, we've got a, they're more than willing to jump back in and come out and play, which was okay. <laughs> Not a problem. Not a problem. Not a problem. And we're shooting for more benefits this year also, aren't we? We are. And Or this upcoming year. You guys want to tell them what we're doing here for Christmas? Um, So we have decided to adopt a family. Um, It's a local family that we were informed about through some mutual friends of all of ours. Um, And yeah, you you want to take it over from there, Chris? Okay, sure. (laughs) So the, uh, the dad is a Marine Corps veteran who um, was recently laid off from his jobs. Um, he was working before that, both two jobs, I think, both day and night shifts is what it was doing. And he w- he had very little time at home with his family. His uh, wife has to be a stay-at-home mom to three children, twin six-year-old daughters um, and an eight-year-old son. Uh, one of the daughters has a severe case of epilepsy that causes brain damage in her brain. Mm-hmm. You know, brain damage. And she also has a disease, don't know the techni- technical term for it, but the disease that causes her bones to fuse together. Um, and it is terminal. So, um, the son, um, you know, eight years old, he's just happy-go-lucky, t- typical eight-year-old son. And so is the other six-year-old daughter mm-hmm. um, as well. Um but these people have fallen on pretty hard hardship here, you can tell. And our goal was, whenever we went to go find the family for this, was to, we wanted to make sure at least one of two, you know, main things were the reason why we picked them. One, they had to be a, there either had to be a, a veteran involved in the family. Mm-hmm. And two, the other reason would be a sick child or something along that lines. We hit the jackpot, we got both. <laughs> and I don't know if that's necessarily saying hit the jackpot or anything, but um, you know we 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 were able to do two. We we were able to help a family that had both problems going on, and with the situations that they're in right now, we're uh, we're actually uh, taking donations until uh, the uh, until the fifteenth of this month. So mm-hmm. that'd be Wednesday, um, and we've already. Uh, 
received about $250 cash. Um, I know some people are buying gifts and doing things as well. Um, we're going to actually surprise the family on de Friday, December 17th. I, I definitely agree that we found the right fit for yeah. the family to adopt. I, I really hope that this is something that we can keep going and be able to it, subtly, that's that's the trick, is subtly identifying yeah. the families close to us that are yeah. in hardship and can use a little bit of holiday relief. Yeah. You know, you know not say we're going to be able to pay their bills for a year, which, man, I w really wish we could. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, help them, help them buy all the Christmas presents in the world. That'd be awesome. You know, give that, give them kids the best Christmas in the world. You know, that, that, that's what we're always striving for. But any relief is what we're at, looking for. Any kind of relief. Anything that they don't have to have that, if they, if they get extra money, they don't have to worry about this bill. They don't have to worry about Christmas presents for their kids. They don't have to worry about where, where their meals going to come from you know they don't have to worry about it so that's what i'm after and and i don't i, I don't personally know this family no. or anything but i i have grown up through hard times and there were a couple different points through my childhood that i can remember that uh, a church that we were in contact with or the church that we belonged to did something for us in that same aspect so i really just hope like from my own past experiences in history that we get to help them as much as I got helped when I was yeah. younger. Yeah, it makes sense. Definitely does. And I mean, granted, we only found out about them, what, November? three, three weeks ago? Yeah. A month ago? Mid-November. Mid Mid-November. And I mean, the cabana's only been going since, what, May 15th? May 15th. So we're, we're a new at the six-month mark yeah. here. And we've had <laughs> two benefits well a, a tribute show a benefit and now we're helping a family for christmas yeah. so yeah i wouldn't be opposed to pushing three benefits going into next year either yeah i wouldn't either we can see definitely see what we have to, what we can possibly do with it that's awesome you know there's not venues around here that do that no there really aren't there i don't know why but you know uh i think that Maybe if we start doing it, maybe other venues will, and people may have a little more faith in humanity restored. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't buy, mind being one-upped on charitable stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, like, I would definitely Please one-up one me there. Like, show me how much better than me you can do. Please do it. <laughs> Please do it. Please do it. Yeah. I, I'd be thrilled, in all honesty. For sure. So, uh, you all want to talk about any drinks that we had this year? Oh. Oh, man. There were, there were a few pretty good ones. Uh, are we going to talk about Shine flavors? Sure, might or as well. Are we talking about specials? Ah, shine. Well, the Shine kind of led to the specials, didn't it? It really kind of did. Um, I mean, it worked into it. The first was what? The Cabana Kool-Aid? Yeah. Yeah. With the watermelon flavor. Water Watermelon flavored moonshine and Mountain Dew. Yeah. Yeah. And it went over really well. And I mean, I know there were some other moonshine flavors. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know the limoncello hit the spot for me. It was great in the oh, middle that of the summertime. Good one. Yeah. That, that happened in the middle of the summer, too. It tasted like a lemon drop. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That wouldn't. <laughs> oh, man. That was dangerous lemon drop. Yeah. But the OG. <laughs> straight the up. OG, straight up. My favorite, I got to say, unfortunately. Yeah. Straight up. So I'll give a little backstory on my moonshine. Um, so. Um, about 20, 21 years ago or so, roughly, I um, was taught, I was learnt 
Lurk. <laughs> I got lurk. I got lurk how to make moonshine. And so it, it happened. There was a, a guy that we knew. He was in his early to mid-80s. Lived down in Corning, Arkansas. Yeah, which is not far from the border of Missouri down in there. But it's still, from here, it's, it's about a seven-hour trip one way. Seven-hour trip one way. And we, we had knew him, so I had talked to him back and forth. And I told him, I said, you know, his name was Jim. I said, Jim, you know, I'm really interested in learning how to make moonshine like you guys have done for generations. And he says, you know, he says, I'd teach you. I said, well... You know, yeah, you only have to ask, tell me one time that you'd be willing to teach me. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm more, than, more than happy to go down there and, and learn. And he says, well, he says, why don't you come down to my house? You know where I'm at. You come down here on a weekend. Come down on a Friday night. We'll go out Saturday. We'll learn how to make everything. Um, and then we'll, we'll learn how to mash in. We'll learn how to do everything like that. And then Sunday you can leave to go back. You know, so we're talking 14-hour round trip drive down there. So I go down the first weekend, and I get there, and I make, and we learn how to mash in. I learn how to properly build still. I learn how to properly do a bunch of stuff. And he says, and we're done Sunday. I turn around, leave after much uh, elderberry wine drinking, and and a bunch of other things. And I get done. I said, well, I appreciate that, Jim. I learned quite a bit. And he says, oh, we're not done. <laughs> and I said, well, what do you mean we're not done, man? He says, no, no, you'll have to be back next weekend too, because the mash will be ready. <laughs> I said, oh, okay, okay. Now we're going to learn how to run the shine. We're going to learn how to run everything. I said, okay, sure. So I ended up, 14-hour trip, down there and back, nine weekends in a row. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Did you have the new car at that point? No, I didn't. <laughs> uh, this was I in the had, truck? No, I had a beater of a car. I had a little Dodge Omni. <laughs> Love an Omni. Little Dodge Omni. So I've had four or five of them. Those are great little cars. Though. Little beater of a car. That car died about 440,000 miles on it. Yep. Finally croaked, went belly up, looked like a pregnant roller skate. <laughs> um, you know. But a uh, Yugo. Yeah, a little Yugo. But I went down there back and forth nine weekends in a row. Uh, that's a lot of mileage, a lot of time learned everything. Went down there, finally... Learned how to make shine. Beginner's shine. 21 years ago. Well, since then, and you guys can attest to this, I think I've perfected my skill. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you haven't perfected it, you've improved it a, yeah. a far a lot. <laughs> and then this year, I even went as far as how to make moonshine in the wintertime with insulations and stuff like that. I was lucky enough to have a friend of mine who had a uh, walk-in freezer at a restaurant, and after he shut down at night, I could go in and try to run shine. And it took me eight or nine weeks, again, to perfect it to where I could make moonshine in below freezing temperatures. So, yeah. So, now here we are running in through the winter of 2020-2021. 21-22. I forget what year this was. Moonshine's been affecting me. 21-22. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we've got a lot going on. Um, I'm, I'm in. You guys, I'll let you all explain some flavors that are coming up if you want to. Well, first off, we've got your stickies reserve that I am dying to get my hands on. Yeah, I, I took 
The oak barrel? The charred pardon? oak barrel. Three gallon. Charred oak barrel. Filled it straight with 190 proof moonshine. Yeah, baby. <laughs> and sent it down with a friend of mine to the Gulf Shores in Mississippi on his fishing boat. I'll get it back April, May. So what that does, the Gulf air, the salt air, the salt water, the boat moving and swaying back and forth, everything. What that does is that ages my moonshine. And it's going to turn it into, I, I can't necessarily say a bourbon. I'm going to say a whiskey. I'm going to say a whiskey. But it's still going to be very good. And we're going to call it Sticky's Reserve. And it's a charred oak barrel, hint of tobacco, little bit of vanilla, a little bit of cherry. <laughs> um, and I think I, I'm not too sure if I added cinnamon. I think I did. Maybe. Maybe a dash of cinnamon in it. I'll well, we're going to find out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are about to let me know, aren't you? <laughs> and then we've got, what, four signature flavors coming out this next season? Three. Three? Three, three other signature flavors. Okay, so four in total. Four. You got the reserve. Yeah. Topher's sweet tea. Yeah. Which is going to be the sticky OG shine. Yeah. Proof down with my personal mix of sweet tea that I make for myself. Yeah. Great for the vocal cords. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then And then we got snozberry yeah. because the snozberries do taste like snozberries. <laughs> and I, I, I personally find the humor in that yes. with yeah. a little bit of my background in law enforcement and super troopers, but it's hey, it's as long a, as I'm not licking wallpaper, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know, I, I've never truly been able to get away from that blue raz flavoring. Right. And that tartness that you get along with the alcohol bite just has a, a weird satisfaction for me I haven't really found somewhere else yet. So, Yeah, yeah. and then we're also going to do Lucas's. Um, I think you said you wanted cherry vanilla swirl, is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. cherry vanilla swirl. So we're going to run a cherry vanilla swirl and moonshine. And I'm still debating on how to proof it down, how to do everything. I don't know if I proof it down like I normally do, or if I proof it down with, say, some type of organic cherry juice or something. Mm, that would be good. I mean, I could proof it down. But I am a very big stickler, as you all know. I use natural, natural ingredients and no added unnecessary sugars. No, that's not what at got all. me particularly about the uh, Cabana Kool Aid with the watermelon flavoring. Is it didn't taste like candy or no. artificial watermelon. Well, it it really tasted, tasted like like watermelon, like watermelon juice. Yeah, that well, had a bite. Could have been because I ended up with a couple truckloads of watermelons at my house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That'll help. And but. with snozberry, I ended up with a half truckload of raspberries. <laughs> there you go. Trades happen. <laughs> the barter system is still alive. Yes. Yeah. But I gotta say, other than the OG, my next best favorite of our signature drinks at the Cabana was Liz's concoction that we came up with. Yeah, in October. Uh, Oktoberfest. Yeah. We, uh, what was that we brought the hot chocolate out for? The, the watermelon it? moonshine. Just because it was cold. Because it was cold? Yeah. Yeah. So the watermelon moonshine, and people don't think us crazy, this actually worked. Very well. 
Uh, More than anyone would ever think. Right. You think <laughs> these two flavors go together. It's just one of those things that happened. It was fortuitous. It was delicious. Hot chocolate and watermelon moonshine. And the jelly donut. The jelly donut was born. <laughs> yeah, I think that was first brought out during the hip hop show. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah. For work. And uh, what was his buddy's name? Yeah. Dang. But oh. they tore it up. Yes, they did. <laughs> they had a blast on it. Yeah. I had a blast on it, but they yeah. were really oh, yeah. getting to it. <laughs> I guess the other the other big favorite was the uh, Elvis. Yes. The banana peanut butter. Yeah, was, you had that at the first benefit. Yeah, yeah. The banana peanut butter. Elvis always liked banana peanut butter sandwiches. Yeah. So I called it the Elvis. And uh, I used organic peanut butter and real bananas in my mash. And was able to transfer. Oh, that was actually in the mash. That, that was wasn't in the mash. No, that was, no, that was oh. in the mash. Everything's always in the mash. Okay. Everything's in the mash. With the snozberry, it was straight up red red raspberries and blue blue raspberry powder sprinkled into it i mean dumped into it because there's a lot you know um but um to make it that flavor do you notice how the the snozberry was clear as can be yes it was yeah i think yeah. the only if you even want to call it such failure we cake. had was the birthday cake i could not for the life of there was too many sugars involved there you think it was the sugar? I do, I do. I think the sugar. Well, I don't know. It was. It was just a something. Just wasn't right. No, but first, hey, first time ever trying to get as many successes. Yeah, as you had this season. Yeah, as far as shine goes, you know, you're gonna have a mishap here or there. Yeah, and that was the birthday cake. The birthday cake would probably be the bad one. It, I didn't. I I ran one batch realized the census was not happening and got didn't do anymore you know and that that's fine uh, i did do an apple caramel apple this year that was good <laughs> i think we actually still have a little bit of that in the freezer at home i still want to see what that tastes like with some hot chocolate <laughs> <laughs> i'll try that tomorrow and i'll let you know next week <laughs> Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. I, I do know um, that we were talking instead of, uh, especially throughout the summer months, um, instead of hot chocolate, maybe running Yoohoo. Yeah. With, uh, with Moonshine making it the, yeah. the, uh, a cold jelly donut. Chocolate milk's watery cousin. Yeah. Cho yeah. <laughs> and, but I, t I don't know if it was prevalent out here in St. Louis in the 70s when I grew up. Had this mom and pop store across, literally across the street at the end of the block. Had one of those nickel vending machines that you got your 12 ounce bottles out of. And I think you who actually bought the company that made this stuff, it was called like Brown Cow or Black yeah, Cow. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Chocola was the biggest yeah. name of it. Yeah. It wasn't quite carbonated because the chocolate would settle down at the bottom of the bottle and, shake it and you'd have to shake it up. Oh my goodness! Huh. Yeah, I, there was another cult Coke that did something with chocolate once in a while back in the '80s, and I can't remember the name of it. But yeah, it didn't fly too well. But yeah, yeah. But Chocola was my favorite growing up, and then I discovered YooHoo. Yeah, and it yup, yep. yep. So yeah, YooHoo and some 
Do we have any watermelon left? Yes, a little bit. Okay. Yeah, there it I is. I have to buy you who on the way home. There's going to be a sample happening this evening. Well, uh, or tomorrow. Let's see. What time is it? Four fifty. So yeah. Uh, it'll be after band practice when we get home in the We're morning. Call this really soon. Okay. So, so we do have one yeah. question from the studio audience of ours this evening, and it's how did Sticky get his nickname? How did it become Sticky? So what we're going to do here, this is where this is coming in. Uh, what we're going to do is I'm going to tell you all out there how I got my nickname. Every episode. <laughs> every episode, I'm going to say it, but it's going to be a different story. Every episode. It's up to you all, the audience, to figure out which one's the true story. The winner of that, the first one that lets me know, I will give you a jar of my shine. <laughs> so, how Sticky got his nickname, man, I was at a county fair, okay, and uh, <clears throat> I, I got a little too drunk, and I uh, um, was going past the uh, cotton candy vat, and I kind of fell in, and uh, came up, man, sticks, rocks, ants all over me. For the remainder of the time at the fair. This must have been a much younger... Sticky. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah much younger time with Sticky, for sure. Uh, probably in my, uh, I don't know, 20s. Yeah, early 20s. But yeah, so hence the name Sticky stuck. And all my friends called me Sticky, everything like that. All through the years. But wrap this up real quick, guys. Uh, anything anybody want to say? Uh, we're going to take a page out of Sean Evans's Hot Ones. And we're going to say, you know, we've got this camera, this camera, and this camera. Everybody out there, you know, tell the audience, you know, what we got to say, you know, about the cabana. <laughs> yeah. Now, I'd say if you, if you guys are interested in booking with us, you know, uh, you know, give me a message on Facebook. We've got a Facebook page, Sticky's Cabana. Um, if you guys need to get it, if you guys don't want to do that, you can call me. Um, and my number's on the page as well. Um, Blink twice if you're in danger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and if you guys want, just want to email, uh, you guys can email me at my, uh, at my, on my record label email. It's uh, stickzrecordlabel at gmail.com. S-T-I-C-K-Z recordlabel at gmail.com. Um, I think other than that, I look forward to doing more of these. Uh, we'll see you all next week. Well, the next one's... With the bomb. Oh, Shiner. Ryan Shiner. Shiner? Oh. Ryan Shiner. 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 I'm Shiner. gonna have to Shiner. find out. <laughs> but yeah. But yeah. See us next time. <laughs>